0: To me, this was like a meeting of superpowers and the Kings won. And just to note, Dallas is second in offensive rating.
1: Um, no, with Fox in the lineup, at least as of last game, I'll wait to see what it was this one. But the Kings were a top five offense and just outside a top five defense.
2: I've seen some weird takes with Keon being in the, you know, um, the backup position, but he's doing a great job, I think. Uh, we're not asking him to go out there and score, you know, a bunch of points. We're just asking him to go out there, run the offense at a high pace, and, you know, play some defense. And I think he's been doing a really nice job coming off the bench for Fox.
0: Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kingscast. It's daily. Along with my co-pilot, Liz. What's happening? It's an Amazing game. Amazing game. Better than I even expected. First quarter, both teams start locked in. HB and Domas do a two-man game with HB kicking out for a Domas miss three. But I love how the Kings are like plug and play. They run the same actions with different players and it doesn't matter. Um, HB do a pick and roll again and it ends with the Domas hook. Beautiful. Fox hits two threes in a row. Then Fox gets an and one like the all-star that he is. Five minutes to go. Monk, Sasha, and Keon join Domas and Duarte, who started, by the way. Dallas starts trapping De'Aaron at the top to disrupt the Kings offense. Barnes attacks the basket for an and one. Dallas ends the quarter with a one-point lead. Second quarter, it's all messed up for me. I was in the middle of cooking tamales, so I kind of was just listening. I didn't see the action. I know a lot of good things uh, went on, though. Uh, I did see the Keegan drive hard and dunk. Domas battled for an offensive rebound, then passes to HB for a layup through traffic. Kings attack the paint and then build a five-point lead to end the half, which I loved because we all know sometimes the Kings tend to rely on their three game and instead they attack the paint and they were either sent to the free throw line or they got mid-range shots or layups. It was wonderful. Liz, what's your take on the first half?
2: Yeah, I thought uh, Fox and Sabonis came out really aggressive. Harrison Barnes came out really aggressive as well. Uh, I liked the action that Chris Duarte was getting um, early as well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the thing you have to realize when a team is on a back-to-back and with how fast we play, you have to take advantage of that situation and run. Um, This game was, like, really, really fast-paced between both teams. Um, But the Kings didn't let down. I really liked uh, JaVale coming off the bench, and, you know, he kind of got that little shove by Tim Hardaway Jr. in his throat. And he came up, and he was ready to basically – you know, say don't don't touch me that way. You know, I'm I'm ready to go if you're ready to go, kind of thing. So I like that we're not backing down. But uh, yeah, I just like how aggressive we were being. Um, just all the action. I mean, we were screening, we were coming off the DHO. I mean, we were really, really making this Mavs team work on defense. Um, and I think that ultimately led to them getting pretty tired in the second half. So uh, I'm really happy with the way they came out and the effort that they made in that first half.
0: And besides a whiny Luca, I really hope when the Dallas Mavericks come to Golden 1 Center, that Tim Hardaway Jr. is public enemy number one for that little shove on JaVale. Really unnecessary. I didn't like the way he would walk away and kind of smirk like, huh, huh, I got away, and I'm glad they called the double tech. Anywho, third quarter, scores tied, 73 all. Luka hits a three, and then De'Aaron answers. De'Aaron hits three straight threes. The pace of the game was an absolute blur. Three minutes ago, De'Aaron drives and twists his body for an amazing layup. Monk gets a nice block on Kyrie. Domas pounds the ball and then hits a turnaround J to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, Luca comes out to check Monk as if. Monk blows by him, then dumps it off for Javel for a big dunk. Kings up by 14. The sweet sound of silence fills the building. Kings up 21 with five minutes to go. Jason Kidd, Coach Kidd, waves the flag, the white flag, and sends out Rashawn Holmes and the bench posse. Kings win their sixth in a row, the longest current winning streak in the league. Think about it. This team is so deep that we didn't see Davion until late middle of the fourth quarter. No Colby Jones until Garbaggio time, considering that Kevin Herter was out today. To me, this was like a meeting of superpowers, and the Kings won. And just to note, Dallas is second in offensive rating, eighth in net rating. They average 123 points a game, and the Kings held them to 104 before garbage time, which says everything. Beautiful game.
2: Yeah, the I thought the them coming out of the locker room um, to start the third quarter, uh, Dallas went on, I believe, an 8 eight-o run, uh, so they kind of got back in the game. But then the Kings did what the Kings always do. Uh, they take advantage of that stuff. Deer and Fox just absolutely going nuclear from three tonight, uh, which I love to see Malik Monk doing the same off the bench. Uh, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, it just shows how deep this team is. I thought Duarte had a really nice game tonight. Um, and plus with Kevin Herter, I believe he finished with 13 points, which um, that's kind of what we want to see from Duarte, especially when Kevin Herter's is not um, playing. It would be nice if you can just get it going regardless of when he comes in, you know, for those backup minutes, but hey, uh, we are spoiled with how deep the team is. So yeah, I really liked how they finished out this game. They, you know, did what we were supposed to do because we're on a back-to-back. We play in New Orleans tomorrow night. So to get Darren Fox, I believe he checked out with like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter and not play the rest of the game. I think that's going to be huge for tomorrow because, you know, we need these guys as fresh as they can be for tomorrow night. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with this game. Uh, the Mavs are good. I mean, they've started off the season hot. So for us to come in their building, their own start booing them because uh, we – I believe we at one point were like up 21 points. So that's amazing. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy with the effort and our two all-stars, you know, finished with 32 and 30 points. That's freaking amazing. Uh, and Kevin O'Connor can shut the fuck up. I'm tired of that guy tweeting basically about Domas. Like, Oh, we can only talk about him when he's in the postseason. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, why can't we talk about Domas now? And the, you know, to start the regular season, he's been absolutely on a tear. So I just, that guy needs to stop tweeting and just saying anything about Domas. Cause it's just fucking weird at this point. Like, I think he just needs to admit that he was wrong and just be done at that. But it seems like he has too much of an ego to admit that. So yeah, on to the next one.
0: As if Domas already hit his ceiling uh, at last year's playoffs and that's it. Like he couldn't improve after that. Ridiculous. Not to mention such a small sample size.
3: What's up daily. What's up, Liz? Sorry that you're sick, but glad that you could finally make it. Um, I this was in my opinion probably the best game that I think this team has played. It was a damn near perfect game. Um, Fox didn't start. Fox started off pretty hot. Um, Get uh, what I think he had like thirteen in the in the first quarter, which is very impressive. And the De'Aaron Fox we all know and love, Um, Demontis Sabonis once again came out hot. Uh, They were triple teaming him in the paint. So many times in this game and he would still find a way to step around them or finish strong at the rim and be able to uh, just still put up a monster game despite all of that and getting a lot of rebounds I did notice in the first quarter and maybe even the first half I think it was the first quarter the Kings were giving up a lot of offensive rebounds and once the second quarter came around Mike Brown and the Kings picked, uh, picked that up real quick were able to clean it up and I think only allowed one offensive rebound in the second quarter, which is um, pretty good. And over the course of the game, I think we flipped that around and we're the ones that are getting offensive rebounds. Would have liked to see a little bit more of those second chance points go in, but overall, I think Harrison Barnes stepped it up, came out aggressive right out of the gate. So really good game from Barnes. Keegan played really well. Duarte played amazing. I believe, uh, He fits in great with the starting unit, and he can step up when he needs to. When he gets those minutes, I believe it's only going to help him get better. He's only in his third season. So I believe that him getting those reps with the starting lineup is going to make his overall game better so that when he comes off the bench, he can start knocking down those threes and playing great defense. Um, Something interesting that I want to point out as well, over the course of this six-game winning streak, DeMontis Sabonis is averaging 26 points. Uh, close to 13 rebounds, close to nine assists on 71% from the field. That is monster. Uh, You cannot tell me that this guy is not a top three center in the league under Joel, under Nikola Jokic, whatever. But you can't tell me that Bam is better than this guy. You cannot tell me that any other center in the league, besides those two at the very top, are better than DeMontis Sabonis right now. I agree with Liz. Kevin O'Connor needs to stop tweeting about Demontis Sabonis. At this point, it's becoming a little bit obsessive.
0: Um, I'm not going to push back on you and whatever you said. I will say the Bam argument is, is just another conversation. I just feel like Bam is just as effective in his own way in different stats, statistical categories. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? I feel like uh, right, both Demontis and I'm, Bam are strong or each other's weak. If that makes sense, if they were like combined, they'd be probably the yes, greatest player on earth. But yeah, they're stronger; each other's weak. It's really interesting. But yeah, great points, Jordan. Were you were you going to add anything else? I,
3: I yeah. Uh, for now, I think that's it. I just think that overall we played a pretty perfect game. I was pretty shocked to see Jason Kidd um wave the white flag with five minutes left when you had Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. I was very surprised.
0: He must have saw something that only you know ex players see. In that his his guys legs retired maybe that's what i'm thinking since they were on the sega baba so yeah i'm thinking that's the only reason well, Cause well that's kind of giving up though early right
3: well that's yeah it's giving up really really early like i thought i i think it was the lakers i thought the lakers gave up a little early when we played them the second time but the Mavs gave up very very early also one last thing very good to see rashawn Holmes on the court once again uh King's legend, able to score a basket. Um and he looks great. He looks pretty uh he looks pretty happy. Um and that's the only thing we could possibly ask for when it comes to Rashawn because we know everything that he's been through and we love him over here in Sacramento. We wish him nothing but the best.
0: I glad you said it. it, it Rashawn still has a, a big place in our hearts as Sacramento Kings fans for sure. Uh thank you Jordan.
4: Yeah thanks. we are
0: well we are well.
4: Good man. I'm I'm well too after after that performance. Um yeah, I just wanted to chime in. Chris Duarte played a really, really good game tonight. And um, just a couple of things. Like he, he he just brings such an edge to that starting unit that we don't really have uh, on this roster without him. Like, um, you know, he he gets up in people's faces. He's gritty. You know, he's got that, that, that prick about him. Um, and it, 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 it was really good to see him like, with that shot falling. And, and also, something else I wanted to call out with Duarte as well. But like there's a lot made of 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 his fouling, and on all the podcasts and that, I've been hearing a lot of it saying, you know, he's going to stay out of out of foul trouble. But man, he gets probably the worst whistle in the NBA. I think. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's like if someone out there wants to make like a foul montage of, of Duarte for the season, I reckon you could go through probably half of them, and they're, and they're just really like, you know, touch fouls. Not, and, and I don't know if it's because the rest like a lot of the team isn't playing like a physical brand of defense and he is and it, and it sort of sticks out a bit but man he gets a, he gets a bad whistle and i think you know he probably shouldn't be getting as bad a rap for um for, for his defense when it's when it's yeah it's a lot of tick-tacky fouls
0: yeah you're not wrong and then it's funny if luca wasn't so spectacular i imagine he'd be one of the more hated on players in the league but he's not because he is great but it's like oh my goodness stop whining and yeah, you're totally right about Chris Duarte, Duarte getting the worst whistle in the league.
4: Um but dude, what about um, Grant Grant Williams as well? Like him him and him and Doncic together, is that just the most painful, you know, bunch of referee complainers in the league? Uh, like, it's- stop
0: politicking, right? Like what are you doing? <laughs> well, when
4: they were when they were looking at that double tech, there were you know, you have seen the refs go over and talk to Tim Hardaway, and he literally had Luka Doncic and Grant Williams on on one shoulder, just pulling the most ridiculous faces. And you just like, well, would you boys just fuck off?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Right. Yeah, facts. You're not wrong yeah. at all. Yeah. So uh, well,
4: thanks, man. I'll I'll leave it there. Cheers.
0: Thank you, Ben. Take care.
3: This this has just been kind of surreal because again, if you think about how we start how we started the season, very similar to last season, um, and people were. Already starting to freak out. Like, oh, this is this is the drop-off everybody was talking about. Kevin Herter needs to, probably needs to get traded. Davion probably needs to get traded. All these overreactions when we hadn't even hit five games yet. I understand that, you know, it's Kings trauma. I suffer from it myself. It's terrible. I get it. Mike Brown... Monty McNair, Wes Wilcox, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, this team has earned our trust. We need to trust this team, especially now with the upgraded defense and the upgraded depth. This team is probably going to go further than we did last season. If this is the type of winning streak we're on right now, I fully believe that we will be able to lock down a top three, top four seat again this year. And if we are to play the Warriors again, if that is our destiny, to play the Warriors again, I believe I'm fully confident that we beat them this time. This team needed a little time to gel together with the new guys, with McGee, with Duarte on the team, even getting Keon in the lineup and getting Colby Jones, Mike Brown trying to figure out exactly where these lineups are going. This team has earned our trust. They needed a little bit of time to figure out, to figure everything out. And right now, I think they have figured it out. I believe we beat the Bellicans both times, if not at least one time. So everybody, chill if the Kings go on a tiny bit of a losing streak, which I don't believe will happen. I believe last year we didn't lose more than three games in a row until like the very, very end of the season. We didn't go on a on a crazy losing streak. If we lost one or two in a row, we would find ourselves winning at least four or five games in a row. This team is special. And I have full confidence that this team is going to be even better if they aren't already better.
0: So, Jordan Will said, and shout out to the coaching staff and Monet McNair and his front office staff for betting on this team to improve internally over the summer uh, within themselves, instead of getting exterior talent, instead of getting a so-called star in mortgaging our future, uh, instead of trading away pieces for just another role player or possibly uh, the third person in our so-called big three. uh, Instead, it's literally Keegan leveling up and becoming one of our big three. It's amazing. Um, and, And seriously, props to everybody involved for leveling up and being better this year. Um, We're joined by my other official co-host, Jill Adge. Jill, we're about, what, 12 games in? What's your take with this team?
1: It's fun, right? We're all having fun. (laughs) Um, No, with Fox in the lineup, at least as of last game, I'll wait to see what it was this one, but the Kings were a top-five offense and just outside a top-five defense. Um, when you look at just games, right, those, what was it, five and one. Now it's going to be six and one. And I'm assuming with the numbers they put up tonight, it'll it'll probably stay kind of where they were. But um, you're seeing it on both ends of the court. Like, it's wild. And you're seeing guys, right, we're seeing guys step up where they need to be. Um, credit to Barnes. I thought Barnes stepped up tonight. We needed that from him. Duarte stepped up. Again, we needed that from him. He looked comfortable with Sabonis out there. Uh, Malik was his usual, you know, spark plug off the bench. I mean, anytime you have Fox and Sabonis putting up 30 pieces, you will absolutely take it. Um, but I thought they did a good job of tiring out a team on the second night of a back-to-back, right? Like, it was, they they both ran, and you could see by the fourth that the Mavs started losing their legs, and when the Kings extended that, it was like, okay, we're waving the white flag. But to me, you did exactly what you wanted to do. I mean, you you met him match for match, let them run, but then they, you know, the the Mavs didn't have enough at the end, and the Kings picked up their intensity a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was great. So um, we'll see what happens with Kevin tomorrow if he's back yet or not. Um, but no matter what happens on this road trip, you're now guaranteed a 500 and you will take that pretty much any road trip. So it's, it's exciting to see them continuing to play this way. Um, kind of where they left off last year, right? I mean, but even more so on the defensive end. So that's, that's a nice wrinkle to, to add into it, but so far what is it? Eight and four now, I think on the season it's, I don't know how anyone can say they're not enjoying it. (laughs) Seven and four. four. Yeah. And
0: Jill, you remember right after the playoffs, all of us were like, gosh, if this team was only like 15th in defense, we would probably get to the second round. We'd be a, or even
1: Fox having right the healthy finger. Like we were one, you know, barn shot away Fox having the healthy finger. Like, I think there were a lot of, you know, kind of scenarios in that one. But yeah, I mean, and where I would say in the, even in the playoffs, they showed that they could play that physical kind of defense that we wanted to see. Yeah, they were in the middle of the pack during
0: the playoffs. Yeah, but it
1: was, can you do that, you know, for a prolonged period of time? And right now, like I mentioned, the numbers with Fox, but just on the season, the Kings are fluctuating between 11 and 15. So again, they're, they're right in that range. Um, So, and And you can see the growth, I would say, game to game too, of them being more comfortable with each other and and you know, reading and reacting to how we, um how e- you know each other is kind of moving in the different, you know uh, lineups you're starting to see based on injuries and whatnot. so um yeah, it's it's a lot of
0: fun, well, and besides being fifteenth in defense or having a top fifteen defense, we also said, well, damn! How about Domas work on a mid-range game, right? Because that wasn't there during the playoffs. And lo and behold, now he's doing Dirk Nowitzki turnaround oh, jumpers. We
1: see some setbacks. He, yeah. yeah,
0: no, seriously, right? He's and, hitting and, from and the elbow a, like with rivers. And his
1: look good. I oh. think this was the first time I've seen him take a corner three, but it still looked good. So.
0: Oh, and I love that um, play.
1: Yeah, they look clean when they're coming off his, you know, the shot itself, which is, which is what you want to see.
0: Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see this team build on last year, and, and they're a better team eye test-wise and on paper. Yeah, it, it's great. It's been fun. But yeah,
1: this is, this is the aggressive Sabonis I want to see going forward. And you know he called himself out after the two Houston games and said he needed to be this guy. He's being this guy. Like, I want to keep seeing it. <laughs> if this is what he looks like with two healthy hands, like, keep it going.
0: No, I mean, you know, we claim that De'Aaron Fox and, and Sabonis are stars. They are certainly playing like it, and, and it's really great. I'm having so much fun.
1: And credit to Doug Christie. He worked with them all offseason. You know, Mr. I-have-unfinished-business, you know, Doug Christie. So, kudos to him. Even his his free throw shots, I know he missed, like, the last three, but they still look so much better when he's shooting them. So, um like I you can see that it's at least getting there
0: well it's funny last game everybody was concerned because we only had three players in double figures and then lo and behold we play the Mavs who are basically heliocentric with Luca and Kari as well our stars still get 30 each but then we have six players in double figures
1: yeah I want to say wasn't it four at halftime and then you just saw even more come out in the in the second half but yeah, it was it was a great team effort, and then in addition to the thirty pieces, um, I thought each player did exactly you know stepped up in the way that you'd want to see them, and they took advantage of it.
0: Phenomenal, and, and I don't see this team letting up at all. I think they're locked in. They look ready uh, for the rest of the season. I'm serious. If anything, i I almost want to, and I say this every space, every podcast, I almost want to skip to the playoffs already. Um, just to see who's the art true player, who's a true playoff performer, but yeah i'm I'm loving this right now Liz, any uh thoughts? I mean,
2: we've all you know we've pretty much said it all. I mean, these guys are playing at a high level right now, and that's really all you can ask for. um everyone's stepping up when you know players are hurt and things like that. Uh, I mean, I've seen some weird takes with Keon being in the you know um the backup position, but he's doing a great job. I think Uh, we're not asking him to go out there and score, you know, a bunch of points. We're just asking him to go out there, run the offense at a high pace and, you know, play some defense. And I think he's been doing a really nice job coming off the bench for Fox and getting, you know, Fox, those minutes uh, to rest and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more you can ask for this team um, with what they're doing right now, especially after getting cooked by Houston in those two games. I think that was a wake up call and they needed that. And uh, now ever since then, they've been on a roll and our team just looks a lot better and they're just playing some great basketball.
0: Absolutely. Sean May, what's going on? Welcome.
5: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, Two points I just want to say. First of all, we are a different team when Sabonis plays the way he's playing. He's playing out of his mind. Um, He's just, I don't know, he's just playing out of his mind. The way that he can get a rebound and dribble up the floor and then just, able to kick it to a three that swings to another uh, three or he's able to do that uh, euro step and get a layup that was the difference against the Warriors for some reason Draymond after like stomping on him he kind of just fell off but if he plays like that we're a whole different team and then the other point of that is like Fox he's just playing out his mind like he's six six of ten for three point line it's just unreal and if we keep – if those two stars are able to elevate their game in the playoffs, then for sure we're going to go far. Um, the only other thing I would say is, like, as a small market, we don't really need another star. We just need to fill in those pieces. But the to me, the biggest piece is Sabonis. I mean, if, you, if all the Kings fans in here know, if Sabonis averaged even 20 and 10 in that Warriors series we won that it's a, it will, we would have moved on to the second round maybe even beat the the Lakers or you know maybe even competed with the Nuggets but because Sabonis for some reason just kind of regressed so heavily it really hurt us but right now he's on a tear i think it's what six games of over 30 points so that's all i have to say
0: good call on Sabonis uh, the fact that he's driving in the paint in paint spraying like a point guard. It's it's amazing. Uh not everybody could do that. So
5: yeah, I I think it's his injuries, honestly. I mean, he broke his hand, uh, Fox hurt his hand. But I, I just think if bonus. just keeps playing the way under the radar, you know, no all these national media are like, oh, Sabonis is he's not good. Like, you know, he's not gonna do anything in the playoffs. I'm like, the guy's averaging 30 and like, you know, twenty 13 what 13 rebounds tonight so like the only thing is is in the playoffs they allow he already gets fouled a lot in the regular season but in the playoffs that ramps up especially against the you know childs of the NBA the NBA Warriors they were able to just beat him up in the paint and for some reason Looney just was able to push him around and I think he's learning from what happened in the the Warriors series. And the last thing I'll say before I get off is like every good team that's made a run in playoffs has got their ass beat in the first round. It's happened to numerous teams, happened to the Warriors. And like now it's our chance. It's our chance to shine, learn from that, you know, loss and just, you know, take the, the NBA by storm. So
0: Absolutely. It happened to the 2002 Kings as well. Yeah.
2: It happened to the Warriors, too, before they went on their major run. So, I mean, it happens yeah. to good teams. I did, they ha- That's how they learn. That's how they get better is they have to go through those growing pains, you know, in the regular season, in the playoffs. And then, you know, that's what they build on. And this Kings team went out and tried to address things that they think that they needed to build off of. And so far, um, you know, it's showing what it possibly can be uh, for the regular season and potentially in the playoffs. But, I mean, we won't, realistically won't know until we get there.
5: Yep, for sure. Well, anyways, have a good night, guys.
0: Sean May, thank you. We appreciate you. Thanks
5: for coming through. I
3: just want to say this before I go. Uh, I had an inclination about 10 minutes ago after I uh, made this mac and cheese. Um, They're winning the NBA title this year. You can take that to the bank. I'll be seeing myself out now.
0: You know what? Why not us? Anything can happen. And I said this in the last episode. If Miami could go on a bender. And have generational and have a generational shooting performance and reach the finals. Why not us? Seriously. And why to me, I think shooting wise, we're deeper than that team last year. So anything can happen.
3: Let, let me say this. What's up? Let me say this. Let me say this. Like Kevin Garnett, NBA legend, who won a championship with the Celtics, said anything is possible anything possible in this league.
0: And for those of you who like a little drinky drink, anything is, but sorry, I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. Um, seriously though, guys, <laughs> it's possible. They have the talent to do so. If they are locked in, we seriously just beat one of the hottest teams in the league. I already said the stats earlier. It was an impressive performance tonight. And our, our winning streak is against good teams. So, yeah, we do have our, our big bosses, so to speak, to deal with. I do want to see how we uh, go up against Philly. I want to know how we look against Milwaukee. Those are teams that constantly beat our ass for the past few seasons. I want to see how we look against Houston, full strength. Um,
2: I want to see how we look against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, th- those are teams that always get us. And then I want to see how we look against the New Look Raptors with their length, who always give us problems. So we have some tests to get through. And and we're only going to grow from them, win or lose. So uh, we're on the up and up. Jill, any other last words? Light the beam. Light the beam. Uh, glad you could join us, Jill, uh, for sure. Um, Liz, you want to take us home? Light the beam. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Thanks, y'all. And we're out.
2: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?